to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And Julie, welcome back to the radio show. Obviously, this has been an exciting day for coaching calls. A lot of interesting stuff happening around the country that, frankly, I'm really excited about. Lots more, uh, I would say, beyond circumstantial evidence that we are definitely at the very beginning stages of what's going to be a long-term real estate recovery. Um, I've been eavesdropping on some of your coaching calls, talked to some of our great coaches and it seems like even in some of the markets that seemingly were forgotten uh, about, you know, during the, this last probably the real estate recovery started arguably last year, even the markets that weren't feeling that are starting to feel it now. So any interesting stories from your coaching schedule? Yeah, actually, we've had a special request and we will, I think, do a future uh, radio show on this. Some of them, as we write up this recovery now, this is a common thing, I think you've been hearing it too, is dealing with appraisal issues. Where, what, How do you draw the line between getting the last nickel reasonable for your seller and pricing it at retail versus overpricing it and causing yourself an appraisal problem? And mm. so for some markets, that means, all right, great, I got multiple offers and we accepted the highest bid for the seller, that's my job. But now, three days before closing, we find out that the appraisal isn't matching the contract price. And I had a great call with an agent in iced over Dallas <laughs> this morning, Nicole, yeah. and she started to run into this. And, you know, you don't necessarily think of Dallas as one of these hot, crazy markets like you do San Francisco and Bellevue, Washington, and some of these areas where you kind of expect that to be bubbling up. We're starting to see this in Dallas and Atlanta and even in Nashville. So I think this is something that you and I will do a future radio topic on as we hear uh, you know, them dealing with this because Nicole and I talked about it's not just when you have that appraisal issue two days or three days before closing. It starts with how you price the property in the first place and continues through preparing your seller that this could happen. We talked about the difference between when you're flying and there's all of a sudden turbulence and it freaks you out versus the pilot saying, you know what, there's going to be some turbulence. And that's, that's a great, essentially like that's dealing a great with your way seller. To you know, but the, there's the flip side to that too, right? So I've um, we were uh, had a group call with all of our coaches prior to this call, and I know some of them were also running into this issue. In some markets, it, an expired it's sort of like a, assumed that an expired expired because it's overpriced, or there's a condition or location issue. But price is usually the low hanging fruit with why a house didn't sell. Well, here's the interesting thing that's happening: some of the expireds that are popping up, they don't have a price issue. They don't have an issue with location or condition. The issue was they were just on the market during the winter. And the issue was that the old agent, you know, the old previous listing agent, you know, they didn't do a very good job of keeping the listing fresh in the eyes of the potential buyers. What, days in the market got to be huge. Buyers stopped looking at it. Agents just assumed there was something wrong with it. So they stopped showing it, stopped, you know, promoting it to their buyers. The house just essentially expired way before it actually expired. In other words, it started to smell like old milk before the contract date actually ran out. Well, guess what? If you're in one of those markets where you know homes are actually appreciating, where the market does have a lack of inventory, 
um, you might not have to bother doing a price uh, adjustment downward. And I have some coaching clients, Julie, and I'm thinking about my uh, clients in Manhattan that are Mm -hmm. actually raising prices on expireds and then getting them sold in like Mm -hmm. less than a week. Now, why is that happening again? Seller will love that. That's pretty awesome. Well, well, again, so you you got to check yourself though. If you go on, if you're in a competitive situation and you're competing um, with other listing agents, and you go in with the assumption that it's overpriced and that's the reason it didn't sell, but you're not really aware of what's going on in the market, you could actually uh, talk your, talk the seller out of listing with you. They might like everything else about you, but because you don't, uh, you carry this belief that well, it's expired, so it's overpriced. Which again, in most markets, that's a fair assumption. But it might not be. Going back to a radio show we did a couple weeks ago, you better sure as heck know your statistics because, guys, this market this year, uh, from your coach's perspective, is is feeling like it's going to be explosive. The weather. I remember this happened last year too. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the all the snow, the crappy weather, all the folks that would have been buying. You know, the housing. Oh, the homes. You know, house pending home sales are down, and you know we kept on telling. On a radio show, we kept on saying every time there's one of those reports that came out, well, guess what? It's the winter. You know, people don't necessarily want to move in the six feet of snow, right? So they're going to wait. And sure enough, what happened? As soon as the spring came around, as soon as the bad weather was behind us, the market just took off. And that's what's going to happen this year. But I suspect it's going to happen this year at even a, a more of an explosive rate than it did last year. Last year, it was a fantastic spring. It led to a great summer for many of you, and an end of the year that certainly many of our coaching clients made more money last year than they ever had before any time in their careers, even during the boom. Guys, I'm telling you, we're setting ourselves up for a repeat of last year, but even more so. So have your head screwed on straight. Yeah, I know some of you in Boston, I'm thinking about all of our clients on the East Coast, and you know, here it is now in Texas, we're experiencing, I don't even know what this is, snow or drizzle, I don't even know what. But the reality of it is, is that there are a lot of folks that do want to sell, that do want to buy, that are going to be in the market in the next 60 to 90 days or sooner. So make sure you are ready to service those folks and make sure you're uh, 100% aware of the, uh, the fact that in many markets, we are seeing a price recovery. And don't be overly convincing yourself, trying to convince the seller that just because it expired, it was overpriced. little counterintuitive information for those of us who have been in the market for a while and the industry for a while, because expires almost always equal overpriced, but maybe not the case now. And here's another little thought for you. Same is going to be true for for sale by owners. Sometimes you're going to walk into a for sale by owner, and the FISBO is going to have used, remember, we don't call them FISBOs, you know, we call them unrepresented sellers. So the unrepresented sellers are going to be using bad information about their pricing. Um, they're going to have underpriced their house. We see that a lot in certain markets. And you want to talk about an easy way to list an uh, uh, unrepresented owner's house, tell them that they're underpriced, and they'll, it'll take you about two seconds to get that listing. So these are things to keep in mind. Again, all these different little market gyrations are really exciting to be part of, especially considering the fact we have coaching clients in, I'm pretty sure, every state now. And I'm seeing, though, yes, their pockets where it's slower, you know, certainly pockets of Cleveland, pockets of, in the Midwest here and there, but for the most part, positive reports from coast to coast. So the topic of today's radio show, and this was inspired, of course, by feedback from our own coaching clients and our uh, coaches' coaching clients how to work with new construction build reps. And this is a topic that some of you don't know anything about. Um, Some of you are going to be 100% uh, clueless 
about the fact that you can actually make money working with new construction reps. Julie wrote down five points um, to share with you. And you know what, Julie? Let's just jump right in. Point number one. All right, perfect. So working with new build reps, working new construction in general, starts with one major thought, and that is this, awareness of your new construction. If you don't know what's happening around you, you're never going to be able to make money with this particular spoke. So this ranges anywhere, Tim, from agents saying, well, there's no new construction around me. Well, you might be true. You might be right. Probably that's not true. Maybe you're saying that because you have yet to have a buyer ask to see new construction, and that's tainting your outlook and messing with your own personal reality of what's actually out there. Maybe you're in a really old pocket of Boston or New York or someplace like that where there's not obvious new construction, but there are buildings being rehabbed and renovated, maybe even blown up and torn down. Maybe you're in an area where the only new construction is infill. It's nearly impossible unless you are a farm and land person, and even then you may be able to bring land to builders. But barring that, it's basically impossible for you not to have new construction near you in some sense. Now, some of you live in areas where all you've got is new construction. So what is the situation for you? Before you make statements like, well, there isn't any, make sure that that's based on some level of research. So, Tim, how do you find out what is going on new construction-wise? How do you know who are the builders, the developers, what's being built where? What's their strategy for educating themselves on new construction? Well, I don't want to jump on any of your, uh, the points that you've written down, so maybe you don't ask me that question now. <laughs> so that's what I would say, or kind of covers <laughs> your points point. two through five. Yeah. So why don't you just go to point number two? <laughs> well, okay, so awareness, know where it is, right? So you can, it's probably not in your MLS. Some of you have it in your MLS, but most of you do not. So an easy thing to do is Google new construction in Cleveland Heights, new construction in Brookhaven around Atlanta, right? So you can start with that. You can look in your local newspapers. You can drive around, figure it out. Where is your new construction? Awareness. Next thing is one of the best ways to work with new build reps after you have identified who's building what where and what price ranges, what school districts, et cetera, your weekend local newspapers are pretty good. The builders run ads in there, so you can figure this out. Assuming you've done that, one of the most common complaints we get from coaching clients is, I got all these buyers I'm working with and nothing to sell them. Or I get uh, outbid. Every time I write an offer, I'm competing with five to 10 other offers, and I just can't seem to get these buyers pending. So take a look, a really good look at your buyer inventory. Who is pre-approved? Who's in a new construction type price range? which can be anywhere from the low 100s on up. I talked to somebody earlier today where they're working with a builder on townhomes. So just because it's a 100s price range doesn't mean that there's no new construction for them. So anywhere on up into the millions. So what is your buyer inventory and what are they looking for? Then you see whether you can make a match. So maybe you've been banging your head into a wall in parts of Atlanta or even in Vegas where it seems like you're constantly outbid and you're in the 250s range. So identify what builders are building in the two to 300s range. And also keep in mind, interesting little fact here, a, a resale, let's say it's a 250 resale, a lot of times that buyer can buy a 325 new construction with builder financing because the builder will buy down the loan and buy down their rate 
so that their payment is essentially the same as it would be on a normal resale at a higher interest rate. So that's kind of an advanced thing, Tim, but I think you know where I'm going with that. Um, just because it's a lower price range, maybe they actually should be looking at new construction. Advantage, you're not going to be competing. Advantage, they get to decorate the home the way they want to. Advantage, generally speaking, you do not have inspection problems on new construction. So why would I not be doing this as an agent, Tim? I mean, sometimes they, they're reluctant to do that. I, what I hear is I don't want to wait for the build time or they just don't know where the new construction is. What are you hearing? Well, that, what you just said, right? So um, I'll give you an example, Julie. I was on a coaching call this morning. He was in um, Orange County, and he was uh, telling me well, his homework from uh, two weeks ago was to go and make a list of all the new construction builders. And on that call two weeks ago, he had insisted that there were maybe a couple. Well, it turns out there are 20, okay? Right. <laughs> and they're located, sprinkled throughout Irvine. And so there's all kinds of new construction happening now in Southern California in that, you know, very sought after um, area where there's, uh, you know, real estate values just go, for the most part, it's one of the best places in the world to invest in real estate is Orange County. And again, his belief was there was no new construction. 20 builders active about, and all of them had new construction build reps. All of those new construction build reps, and Julie's about to get to her additional points, are going to be great future sources of business. But the main thing is, is understand that uh, most buyers will buy a new construction house before they will buy a resale house, even if it costs more. True. And Julie just alluded to, and it's true, that sometimes these new build um, reps through various banks or lending institutions or whatever, build in money into the purchase price of the home to make the mortgage price cheaper. They'll cover the closing costs. They'll cover this, that, or the other. So a buyer, from a buyer's perspective, it's very easy for them to make the decision to buy a new construction home. You're, uh, yeah, you're right. Sometimes they're going to have to basically build a house, go through the whole process, but here's the nice thing about that. You're going to need money in six or seven months when the house is done, right? I mean, you're just not all of a sudden not going to need money anymore. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Right. So it's a future paycheck. But once you've, and this is important, you guys understand this, and hopefully I'm not jumping on one of Julie's points. The nature of the relationship that you have with these new build reps is um, critical in that you foster long-term relationships uh, for reasons I know that's point, Julie's point number four. Yeah. But in order for you to get paid on one of these buyer side transactions, all you got to do literally is get your buyer uh, registered with the builder. That's it. A stupid card, right? That when the builder, when the buyer walks in, are you working with your realtor? Yes or no? And then they write your name down. Now, one of the things we coach our top producing agents to do, and you need to absolutely positively start doing this as well, is go to every new build rep, and you can sometimes go on their websites and get this informa information too, but go to every new build rep, and you need to, this is a great idea, hopefully you guys are paying attention, we used to do this in our own real estate business decades and ago. And my next or, point, so nice job with your segue, the next point is actually uh -oh. meet with the new build reps, but go ahead, continue, just making sure that they're staying on track for those of you who okay. are taking notes on the radio show. That's right, so meet with the new build reps, get copies of the registration cards. And then what I want you to do, this is kind of complicated, but it's pretty easy, is knowing that you will get paid a commission for every buyer that signs you up as their realtor 
with a new build rep. If they meet with that build rep once, and then six months later they go back and they decide to do new construction, buy a spec home, a spec is, in essence, the builder's uh, completed inventory of homes that the buyers can move into usually in less than 60 days. So the buyer decides, heck, I do want to go back to ABC Builder. And you had registered, or they had registered you as their realtor six months prior, you get paid a commission, even if you never work with those buyers again. So in order to be uh, protected on the purchase side contracts, and most, um, with most builders and most build reps, you just have to be the agent that re- was registered with those buyers initially. So one of the things you can do is get all, and again, it's just these little re- you know, four by six cards, generally speaking, that you fill out or that the buyer fills out. Uh, get copies of all those cards and then scan them all and uh, have them as like a virtual signature thing. So when you meet with buyers, you can have them essentially sign once, and then they register you with all those different uh, builders. Kind of a complicated idea, but the essence of it is is that you are then protected. And my coaching client in Irvine, this was the idea I gave him. He's going to do this as his homework assignment because we know that most buyers in his less than million dollar price range are seriously going to consider new construction. And he's running into them all the time, all the prospective buyers in that price range. So he's going to gather information about the new build products. He's going to then start, um, as part of his normal uh, buyer agency presentation, he's going to start explaining to them what's going on with the new construction. And then they're going to use a VeriSign or an e-signature type product. And then they're going to sign up saying they're going to sign one thing and then he's going to go ahead and register them with all the, uh, the builders. So he's then going to print off the e-signature signed cards, and then he's going to mail those off or email those off to all the build reps, and then he is protected on those contracts. Now, one of the things that Julie and I used to do, now this was back when we sold real estate, but it's still relevant because there was tons of new construction in our market too, is we would do exactly what we just said, but what we do, it was an ethical bribe. We'd give them information about all the build reps. So normally if a buyer wanted to get information about all the homes that were for sale with builders and all the different floor plans and whatnot, they'd have to go to each of the different models and you know sit and talk with the build reps and hopefully get the paperwork thereafter and go through the song and dance 20 different times. It takes hours and hours. So what we did is we went to the builders, got all the information, put it together as in the, you know, we used to use a PDF, but you guys you even make a, a website that required a password. And then make it so someone has to register. Like someone has to give you their name, their address, their email address, their phone number. Then they have to mark an I agree that clearly states that by saying I agree, you're acknowledging the fact that I'll represent you when working with any of these builders. And most buyers aren't going to care. It doesn't cost them anything. The builder's paying the commission. Um, and then you're then able to register them. And in exchange for that, you're going to give them all the information they normally would have had to have gotten, having visited all the new build rep sites. Some of you are going to look at this idea and say, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread, and you're going to build websites around it. You're going to figure out how to do internet marketing to lead, uh, get leads to it. And yes, you're right. It is a fantastic idea. And depending on your market, you could make literally millions of dollars from this. So, Julie, the next point. <laughs> As if that wasn't enough for them, right? Right. Next <laughs> so point. implement. <laughs> okay, so while we're around there. Um, and take it seriously, guys. None of what Tim just described is going to cost you any particularly amount of uh, money or that much time. Those of you who have followed our buyer coaching and are using real buyer presentations, this is a unique selling proposition. Why would I use you versus some agent I met at an open house, unless you're the agent they met at the open house? Why would I use you? Well, because you can 
do one registration card or one registration online and get them going with all of their build possibilities, which saves them time and potentially saves them money as well. So next is new build reps can be a gold mine of listing leads for you. So it's not unusual for someone to go to a, I mean, even in the lower price ranges, but particularly probably in most markets 300 and up, well, I want to build, but I have a house to sell. Most builders do not let you build a home being contingent on home sale. It's too much risk for the builder. Some builders let you go into the contract contingent on home sale, but by the time it hits drywall, you better be removing your home sale contingency. Otherwise, they take that house away from you, put it back into inventory, and then it's back to the drawing board. So and sometimes they keep your deposit, too. Yeah, yeah, and they can and keep your deposit. Sometimes they'll keep your deposit, so, yeah. right. Yeah, what happens well, to those listing leads? Well, that new build rep is not going to be the one that lists them. What happens to those leads? Well, so let's expand on this idea. One of the things that a lot of our coaching clients employ is a guaranteed home sale program. And we're not going to talk about that on today's radio show. We've discussed that before. You guys can listen to past radio shows to understand how to make that work for you. It is something that all of you should be doing. Don't freak out about the name. Don't overthink it. Don't overanalyze it until you've gotten enough information. But the gist of it is is that um, the Guaranteed Home Sale Program is an awesome way of getting build reps to pass out your information to their buyer clients who have houses to sell. Let's use our friend in Irvine, 20 different build reps. He's going to walk in there and he's going to say, I work with folks in the area and, I, and obviously you guys do as well. So when you come across somebody that wants to move up to one of your houses for sale, I'll guarantee the sale of their houses provided that you guys can include me on the contract. And I know of a realtor in um, here in town, Julie, actually in Austin. And that agent advertises on billboards and does all the same thing. And what he does is, is exactly that. And I understand that he's one of the top five selling uh, agents in the Austin area because he gets these build reps to pass out his information. He then gets the lead for the resale and then gets on the contract on the new construction side. So new build reps can be an absolute honey hole for you guys. One of the things I also suggest to you is that you go on LinkedIn, do some homework on, you could even do it while sitting there when you walked in the new build rep, just pulled up on your mobile device and find out how long that new build rep has worked for that builder because the newer that they are, the better that it's going to be for you because the less likely they are going to have um, their own buddy agents. But literally the way it works, again, is you walk in as a buyer you meet with a new build rep, you decide to sign a contract, you've got a house to sell. That new build rep doesn't generally list anything. They're just basically, they usually don't even have real estate licenses. So they'll have a stack of cards, usually in a drawer of agents, and then they'll give the cards out or they'll give a card out. If there's an agent that they're friends with, then obviously that's the only card they'll give out. And that's a great, again, way for you to get a listing lead. In some cases, you'll get the new build rep to literally pass along the information to the uh, prospective buyer um, while you're, they're sitting there. So they'll just conference you in, and, and then it's, it's pretty much a brilliant way to get referrals uh, fairly consistently depending on your market. So new build reps are an absolute honey hole for all of you. You guys need to be doing your homework. Julie's first point, actually, Julie, is it your next point or your first point? It's not, most of this stuff is not going to be on the MLS, correct? That's right, that you have to be aware of it in the first place to do any of what we have been describing to you. One of my coaching clients, Tim, has made a deal with three different new build reps that any buyer that walks in the door that does not sign with them on new construction, she also gets those leads. 
Those are just random new construction leads, which may or may not have a listing attached to them. All we know is they walked into the model, they were interested in new construction, they didn't end up building with that builder. So, I mean, that's she's got tons of leads from that. And new construction deals are pretty easy to sell, assuming you know what's available in your marketplace. So then she just reaches out, contacts those buyers, asks good questions. I understand that you were looking at new construction. What questions can I answer for you about new construction in the area? Tell me how is your search going? And then she gets well, into Julie, the conversation, you... which home do you need to sell before you can build, et cetera. Go ahead. Where Julie and I live, just north of Austin, um, it was uh, 18 months ago, there was announced that there was going to be 7,000 homes. And since new homes, guys, listen to what I said, 7,000 new construction homes. And after that, it's been announced now that there's going to be a total of 23,000 new homes that are in this little area of Texas that what we live. City you can, I mean, imagine that. That is larger than most of the cities where you guys sell real estate. And these are all new homes. And yet, and yet, I've yet to see a real estate um, any kind of real estate propaganda, agent, broker, anything, where the agents are really promoting themselves or positioning themselves as, as being any kind of expert on new construction. Doesn't that seem kind of insane considering this entire market basically is going to be all about new construction? Now, a word of caution, if you're in a marketplace and some of you are going to say, okay, well, I'm going to take this new construction opportunity seriously and I'm going to start kind of exploring what the options are. I'm going to listen to what Tim and Julie said. Then you're going to say, oh, my gosh, I had no idea this was available or I had no idea there was so much stuff that was going to get built that's coming for sale. And that's going to be the truth, the case with many of you. Well, your resale homes and your resale sellers need to be aware of that because new construction always is going to kick the butt of resale. Obviously, exceptions being you know estate properties or uh, older homes on exceptional lots. But for the most part, most buyers and most normal price ranges, you know your your individual market will vary as far as what a normal price range is. But those buyers are almost always going to want new construction over resale. Your resale sellers need to be aware that there is a probably epic market shift that's going to, that's going to happen that's going to put downward pricing pressure on their resale home. This is all the stuff you need to know if you want to be truly of service to your clients. So listen, we have to wrap because we have another coaching call after this. What I want all of you to do, if you need any help, and all of you do at some level need some help, please request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Listen, it is our pleasure and it is our honor to help you in any way that we can. We have seven uh, coaches that will have, usually it's about a 45-minute free coaching call for you. Um, just request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. We can usually get you scheduled for your free coaching call within a day or two because we've added free coaching call staff. So just request a free coaching call if there's anything we can do for you. And when you do, we're going to give you a free copy of our book, um, Think and Grow Rich. It's a real estate edition of Napoleon Hill's famous, I think probably um, most significant on mindset book ever written. And so it's Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. It's a book that Julie and I had for sale on Amazon, but frankly, we pulled it off Amazon, just started giving it away. Um, and there it is. That's how you get your free copy. Request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Julie, anything else you'd like to say to these guys as we wrap for today? Yeah, don't just say, hey, that was an interesting radio show. Actually, go monetize it. Do something about it. Take action. Write down three things right now that you're going to do as a result of this radio show. And if you need help implementing or have questions, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So really, you have no excuse but to get cracking on this new construction. 
That's right. Have a wonderful day, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.